just seen this picture that you tweeted of the goo goo. Yeah. <laughs> Is this some kind of Danish candy? Is no, this... I just I googled googled it, <laughs> and um, I found it. It was very very funny. Um, oh. I feel like we should have a goo dolls instead of goo goo dolls, just goo dolls, and just make just dolls, dolls? For ourselves. Maybe we should get a hold of the Goo Goo Dolls. Maybe they can rehash our our Game of Owns theme. <laughs> Maybe. So anyway, let me let, let me share my story with you here, Eric. I feel like it's just the two of us, so it's like story time. Yes, <laughs> story is, time with Selena. This is and Eric. intimate fireside <laughs> conversation here that we're having. Exactly. Yes, we were actually not recording at all. We just decided to talk and then see what happens. And maybe we'll talk Game of Thrones. Maybe not. <laughs> you know, I'm worried because looking around us, it seems that there are less of us every half week. <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we're, we 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 managed to brave the winter um, without Zach recently, dwindling. but now Micah also has disappeared. Yes. I wonder if he is not just hiding in the woods, in the trees. Waiting for our friends to come find us, <laughs> for him to like shout out so they can find us and Maybe. betray us. You know, I'm I'm thinking about you know that movie where like they're walking along in the in the forest and then like people just keep disappearing in the line behind them and until there's only one guy left. I feel like that's us. Or like in the tall grass in the Lost World Jurassic yes. Park. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so we're really weary right now. So the dinosaurs ate them, and that's why there's only us left. There's your explanation. You weren't expecting dinosaurs, were you? <laughs> why not? White After walkers, camels. maybe. Goats, bears, camels, anything like that. But not the raptors. Everybody seems to forget about the raptors, the fact that they are lurking in the tall grass. Unless they were dragons, in which case it's on topic. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> I did have a story to tell you guys, which um, is vaguely related to the chapter we're talking about, which is uh, the John chapter of A Game of Thrones. <laughs> the John chapter, like there's only one. So let me let me start off by telling you about my day. Earlier today, I went to fitness class, as I sometimes do. Mm. And mm-hmm, I, when I go outside and I tear my eyes away from the computer screen, and <laughs> and so you know we were we were jumping along and we were um, doing kicks and and punches and and stuff that you do and and um there's this girl behind me and mm-hmm. we have to shuffle from side to side so long story short to avoid shuffling into her i shuffle forward lose my balance tip over fall on my ass <laughs> and my hands <laughs> which may have may or may not have been sprained now now so i'm like ow my hand i come home i'm like what a lovely chapter of game of of thrones I can sit here and read. I read the following passage. <clears throat> no one would see him go, no one but Sam Tarley, struggling back to his feet in the dust of the old stables. He hoped Sam hadn't hurt himself falling like that. He was so heavy and ungainly, it would be just like him to break a wrist or twist his ankle getting out of the way. <laughs> so thank you, George R. R. Martin, for, for making for that me very feel relevant even bit. worse. <laughs> About being an idiot and falling over. You know, so I would you I would describe you using many words, but none of them ungainly. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that so, helps. There you are. So there. We don't might not have Sam with us this week, but we do have him in spirit, and it is me. <laughs> so yeah, I guess Sam knew that John was going to attempt to desert, and this yes. is something that this is something that is the main catalyst for this chapter, which is that John... They're totally BFFs. Well, John, or isn't it Sam's been reading all the ravens, too, that come in, so he knows also about 
he knows about John's dad or about Ned. And um, it's just interesting. But, but John sees this sense of duty and he has this real determination to leave that goes with him at least the way all the way to Molestown. You know, he has these thoughts in his head like, oh, you know, clearly I, I'm no longer going to be welcome. Even if I go to Winterfell, they're not going to welcome me there. But this is something I have to do. Mm-hmm. He wants to see his brothers. He wants to see their smile. But then he's thinking, oh, my gosh, even if I get to the gates, they might not let me in, you know? Yeah. So but but he's he's honor bound and, and duty driven. But at the same time, he's leaving the wall to which he has sworn an oath. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting look into um, into John's frame of mind in this chapter, isn't it? Because he's so torn between all these different things that he feels like he has a duty towards. You know, it's funny because everyone is always like, "Oh, I'm sure John isn't Ned's son," but <laughs> in a lot of ways, John is so much like Ned when he just has so much honor that it's like too much. <laughs> he's overflowing with honor. Yeah, exactly, it's like pulling him in all these different ways. Yeah, I mean, he wants to, and this is said later, you know, at the resolution of it all, but he is trying to support the Starks, his family, the family that raised him, but he's not a Stark. In fact, the boys who come and find him say, you know, we're your brothers now. You know, you don't need to worry about, well, like, what, what is one man? What are you going to do? We need you at the wall. Right, and oh, that's us. another super interesting thing. And it's it's a shame that Zach isn't here actually this week to talk about this with us because he has such an interesting passage about the wars that are coming and which ones are the most important um when when he's when he tells john when dead men come hunting in the night do you think it matters who sits the iron throne yes and it's like it's true (laughs) who cares about renly and stannis and all those people (laughs) That's old bear talking, of course, and it seems like everybody at the wall knew that John was leaving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Master Eamon is some big tattletale, and he went over after his conversation about being the last of the Targaryens. You know, apparently tells old bear that John is probably going to leave out of honor, and then old bear is is not supposed to know, and and John doesn't think he'll notice until because John's supposed to what bring him his breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so when John doesn't show up to bring him his breakfast, that's when he think Old Bear will know. Well, when he gets back, the boys, of course, Pip and what are some Gren of the other? And... Gran and, and them do come and find him. We'll talk about that in a moment. But when they bring him back, it turns out that um, Old Bear knew all along. And so John reports for duty the next morning, thinking he's pretty much gotten away with desertion. But he has returned, re- regrettably and, and begrudgingly. But I think Old Bear really gives him a new purpose, which is exactly what he kind of needs at this point, is a purpose that isn't necessarily so bland as manning the wall, a purpose that might be just as equally exciting as, you know, trying to defend the realm against the Lannisters. You know, and it's, it's to defend the wall against the unknown forces up north. You know what's so interesting about this as well is that this is one of the only times really that we get a sense of someone having a destiny. You know, and I mean obviously Old Bear telling John you have a destiny isn't quite the same as Daenerys having prophetic dreams about her ancestors and her own face in it. Turning into a dragon. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> flying. Like it's not it, – it, it's probably more in a sense of the Old Bear wanting to give him something to believe in. But I do like the idea that 
in all of this just changing tides randomly and people grappling for power like Draco and Harry grappling for the Elder Wand and determining the entire outcome of Book 7. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I do like that there are some underlying themes of, of some of the characters actually having destinies. You know what I and, mean? Yeah, what I liked about Old Bear was even though he's really old, he still was able to connect to John on a family level. He says, look, my sister is at Maggie... Uh, Mormont, mm-hmm. and her three daughters are all fighting for your brother, like fighting with your brother. They're in mail, you know. They're they're all chicks. They're wearing some mail and fighting for Rob Stark right oh, now. So awesome! It's like Brienne and her sisters. <laughs> I know. So it's like, well, I'd like to see my sisters too, John. But that's not, you know, I'm I'm duty bound and honor driven, and this is all this is all needing, you know, we need you up north, and and it's basically that. And and John's thinking, oh man, you know, this is this is so cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's nice to give him something, you know. Uh, well, a, a few other things I wanted to bring up. John, when he left the wall, he has one horse and it has to last him all the way to wherever he's going. Um, so there's points when he doesn't want to tire it out too much, so he walks it for a little while. He leaves the sword, long claw, back on the wall at, at his bedpost. And I thought this was an interesting, you know, obviously a very honorable thing for John to do. You know, leading by Jorah Mormont's example of when you banish or exclude yourself from the realm, the honorable thing to do is to leave that sword for a more capable person behind. Yeah. So much honor. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. You're right. He's just overflowing with honor. And then I wanted to talk about buried treasure. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they get They're to Molestown. They're digging for it, but I'm bummed. <laughs> They they get to Molestown and or John gets to Molestown and 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 the thing is I I thought it was interesting because he has been writing for just a little while but when he gets to Molestown his first observation is that the guys come here all the time mm-hmm. yeah and, and nobody sees that as a desertion as deserting so there's still this point in Molestown which exists largely underground even the whole house is underground where he's kind of it's kind of like oh my gosh i never really thought of that but now i have this really elaborate image in my head of this entire like underground village connected by these little tunnels (laughs) (laughs) like a dwarf mine well this will blow your mind this oh yeah like moria this will blow your mind then the um the above ground structure above the whorehouse is uh described as having a red lantern so it's still a red light district (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I but underground, was, speak right. friend yeah. and enter. Speak, oh, <laughs> Digging speak, tre- uh... treasure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, it's not me thrill you'll find in there. <laughs> oh my ah, god! no, it's it's <laughs> it's terrible. her thrill. No. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know. No. Anyway, <laughs> where's so, Micah when you need him? I know. John gets to this point at Molestown, and it's kind of like a you can still turn back moment for him, but then he keeps going. Um, but I wanted to say, Ghost has left him. And this is upsetting because he he basically is going and Ghost is with him. Ghost is like, yeah, man, we're doing this. I'm going to support you. Yeah. And then Ghost kind of falls behind and, and John still keeps going. And he's like, oh, yeah, Ghost will just catch up in his own time. It, you know, his horse is sweating. He's sweating. He, he must think Ghost is just kind of maybe wants to hunt or something instead. But then Ghost doesn't return to him when he stops and he hears the hoofs of the other boys and ghost is really nowhere in sight. Mm-hmm. So I was worried. I was wondering what was up with ghost. I was wondering what happened, but then of course I guess his howl 
startles the horse, and that reveals John's position See, to the boys. What was up with ghosts? Because my my theory, and I'm sure I don't know if you'll agree with this, but my theory was that Ghost wanted John to go back to the wall. Ghost wants to go beyond the wall because that's the whole blood of the first men, direwolf kind of thing, you know. So you think Ghost is from north of the wall? Well, no, I think that I think that. He, because because that's the whole mystical destiny thing playing into it as well. You know, ghost is maybe not maybe it's not like ghost is thinking. Hmm, John has a destiny up here, but maybe there is something drawing this this magical being to this place where Mormont is talking about. You know, big footprints, yetis, what have you, <laughs> up there. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and and I think that I I really think that to the extent that ghost has conscious thought he was intentionally sabotaging John's attempt to leave. I think so too. And that's what I, I meant to point out earlier when Ghost initially does run with John. You know, he's his loyal Running with wolf. But I, I think he really just wants John to let it all out, you know. And and that's kind of what I, I think is Old Bear's reasoning as well. They le- they basically let him get as far as Molestown. And Mormont says something like that too. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, you think we kill everybody who goes to to Molestown?" But Ghost had these knowing eyes when John was like, "Oh yeah, thanks for giving me up." It said he has knowing eyes. So yeah, Ghost is totally in on it. Like Ghost wants John's future north of the wall, and he, I, I believe he knows about it. I believe these wolves are directly entwined with whatever destiny each of the Stark children that still have direwolves possess so yeah I, I ghost totally gave him gave him up but it was for the best i think ultimately it was although again another what if to add to our growing list i hope someone's actually making a list it'd be interesting to take a look at is the fact that what would have happened if john had gone to see what's his face his brother rob that guy. Oh, rob <laughs> <laughs> um, what's well, his face bes- beside the fact that catelyn would have pushed him out of the door and spat in his face probably i think I mean, she would have cut his head off herself <laughs> yes she really doesn't like that's what no. i'm trying to think is he's he's talking about rob and how let let it be said that there that ned stark had four sons and not three he's really feeling like a stark child but i was like all this is going to evaporate the second cat season because she just like he sleeps in a turret room. I mean, you know, at Winterfell or whatever it is, and she just didn't care for him when they were together. So, you know, from what I recall, so no, no, I she think was that horrible. Would, would have dissipated it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can move on to Owens. Ooh, okay. My own goes to buried treasure. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just that's, that's the funny. Enough. That made me laugh out loud. I was not expecting yeah. that. <laughs> I was not expecting the buried treasure. No, that was um, that was very funny. <laughs> I, I actually I did laugh at that too. Um, mine was a uh, actually a passage. It's not really like funny or anything, but I I really liked it because it says so much about how John sees himself and what sort of drives his decisions. It goes, John was done with denials. He was who he was. John Snow, bastard and oathbreaker, motherless, friendless, and damned for the rest of his life, however long that might be. He would be condemned to be an outsider, the silent man standing in the shadows who dares not speak his true name. A lot of guilt there, yeah. mixed with the honor. That's and that, that is a great character moment for John. I want to see that side of him more often. I feel like when he gets north of the wall, there is a lot of this. Well, Egret holds all the cards, at least mm-hmm. on the show, a little later on. But hopefully, you know, with season three ramping up, I really want to see John do some amazing things. 
Um, yeah, you know, and struggle perhaps... more with this sense of honor and guilt, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for or with or against Mance Raider. Mm-hmm. I just want to see him really own. And what do you think of this being, you know, one of the last few chapters of the book? You know, right after this, we get Catelyn, and then it's Danny, and then it's the end of the book. But do you think that this is just kind of George R. R. Martin putting the pieces in place and reminding people that there's still a threat from the North, like much like how the book opened? I think so, and I think it is again. It's what what's what's great about these three chapters in succession is that we really get was, was it was the Sansa chapter right before this, right? Uh, yes. So we we really get the four locations. We get King's Landing, the Wall, and wherever Catelyn and and Rob River. are River Run, yeah. and then finally where Danny is, which is the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, good... So, so you know, you really get the sense of this is where the story is right now. These are who our main characters are going to be right now. And these are the, the big... I think it's it also focuses, because obviously we don't get Arya. There's a few other characters that we don't get at this point. But we get the four places that that the, the action is beginning. We get the war for, for the throne and the war for the wall. And then we get Danny sort of off of her own... <laughs> <laughs> doing her own little war. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, I guess Sam wasn't that hurt. He was able to wake the other boys and send them after <laughs> John. So Sam he has lived. Sprain his, he didn't his sprain his like wrist. Me. <laughs> I certainly hope that you're not too hurt. No, I hope not. Um, I'll make something better up. Like I, I jumped in front of a horse or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was fighting um, wildlings. That's what I was doing. Yes, for sure. So... That, my friend, my dear Selena, my compadre, uh-huh. concludes this chapter of John, and I hereby declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. <laughs> okay. Did you yeah. ever see Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. <laughs> they didn't have that over ah, at, we, we in Denmark. We don't get Afraid of the Dark, so. <laughs> That's okay. It's actually a Canadian. It was filmed in Canada, but um aired on Nickelodeon in the United States. It was a great show. And at the end of it all they would say, We declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed and then they'd throw a bag of sand on the campfire. And it wow. would uh well, it would notice, go out. Notice how I didn't know that and I was totally willing to join any Midnight Society. I was just like, sure. <laughs> I'll do it, whatever. <laughs> the other hosts aren't here, we'll form our own society. Yeah, it was all about, um, if I remember correctly, all these kids would always meet on Saturday nights when they were supposed to be, like, home. <laughs> and they would tell <laughs> spooky stories by the campfire. This story had a ghost in it, at least, and a sword called Longclaw. Yes. So, if you would like to submit our own or your own owns, and if you would like to contact us at all, there are ways in which you can do this, dear listener. Ooh, enlighten yes. us, please. Well, the first would be to email us longform at contact at gameofowns.com. We are on Twitter mm-hmm. and on Facebook at facebook.com or twitter.com slash gameofowns. And we check our Twitter very often. And we know you're out there listening. So please, if you haven't contacted us at all yet, feel free to do so. You can always, always do so at any time. And join our Midnight Society. Or <laughs> I was our- thinking that. Is, or or our Facebook Game of Owns Ascent Alliance. Yes, how's that going? That's going pretty well. I haven't been on in a few days. I feel like I'm um, neglecting my bear fighting duties. That's okay. It'll come back to you in time. It's like riding a bike. You never really forget. <laughs> like riding a bear. <laughs> like, 
but not an old bear. Oh. Oh, that poor old bear. <laughs> um, I like how but... that's like that's just, that's what we do if we really really can't tie it together. We have a bear. <laughs> that there's always, always works. a bear. Yes, there's a bear somewhere. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this Wednesday episode. Hopefully, we will be rejoined by our co-hosts if they're just waiting to give us away when our brothers come by. Mm, yeah, we or need to go off chasing not. them now. Yeah. Come out, guys. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Never know what that means. Nope. Don't know. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hypeable.com. Bye. Bye.